الحمد لله رب العالمين له الحمد الحسن والثناء الجميل وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه والتابعين لهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد Inshallah ta'ala, this is our second year doing our module. Uh, okay, it's our second year doing our Islamic studies in the essential course. Last year what we did was, we did madkhal, introduction to many sciences. So you can have an overview of what aqidah is, Usul al-fiqh is, fiqh is, hadith is, wahalumma jarra, and etc. This year is not going to be like that, inshallah ta'ala. This year, every science, we're going to study a book in that science. Because now you have an overview, you have an idea of what this science is about. If someone says to you, what is usul al-fiqh, you know what it means. If someone says to you, what is Aqeedah, you know what it means. If someone says to you what is Tawheed, you know what it means. We've studied it. This, inshallah ta'ala, year, we're going to be doing books. And this year, inshallah ta'ala, is going to be easier than last year, inshallah ta'ala. Why? Because it's going to be more practical. Things that you can apply in your life, inshallah ta'ala. Like last year was more theoretical. Theories and history and how things developed. We're not going to be doing that this year. This year is straight away books. The first subject that we're going to be starting with, as we started last year with, was what? Uh, a subject in Aqeedah. Or to be more specific, a subject in Tawheed. The book that we've chosen to go through to cover is the three fundamentals. I'm going to explain what this book is, what it's about. And today, inshallah ta'ala, for the next two hours, we're going to be doing this book, bi-idhnillahi al-kareem. The author of the book, we're not going to go into his biography. Everyone can go and look it up and find him and who he is. We'll focus on the, the book itself, inshallah ta'ala. This book, it is called... According to the strongest opinion of the scholars, it is called Thalathatul Usul. Thalathatul Usul. And Thalathatul Usul means the three fundamentals. Some scholars they call it Usul um, Thalatha. But we will say there's a difference. Usul Thalatha is something different. The book is called Thalathatul Usul wa adillatuha. That's what the book is called. Thalathatul Usul wa adillatuha. That is the correct name of the book, inshallah ta'ala. And there's no point discussing the name of the book in great details because there's not going to be much, much rulings that we're going to take out of it. This book is the first book a person should study. It is the first book a person should study. Why? Because it discusses the three questions you're going to be asked in your grave. Every one of us, when he goes into his grave, 
there are three questions that you're going to be asked. And Allah Ta'ala, He told us that the only people who are going to be able to answer those three questions, Allah says, Allah is going to only give steadfastness to those who believe in Allah. يعني, it means those who came with correct Tawheed. means what? Those who corrected their Aqeedah, their Tawheed. Those are the ones Allah is going to make firm subhanahu wa ta'ala when the angels come and they ask them the questions, they will be able to answer it. And the three questions insha'Allah ta'ala we're going to see bi-idhnillahi al-kareem. The book is divided into three. This book, it is divided into how many? Into three. The book is divided into three. The first is a muqaddimah, an introduction. So the book is going to have a muqaddimah. The muqaddimah is the introduction. In the introduction, there are three introductions. Within the introduction, there are three introductions. All which start with i'lam. All the i'lam that we're going to see are all introductions. Are we all together? So the book, the muhtawayat of the kitab is three. The book consists of three things. So the first one is, uh, let's do it in English. Uh, introduction. So intro. And the second one we call it body in English, right? The mawdu', the body of the book. The bulk. So here, there's three introductions. Three intros. And here, the body of the book is answering three questions. Who is your Lord? Who is your prophet? Uh, or who is, what's your religion? And who is your prophet? Those three questions he's going to be answering. And the fourth one is a conclusion. Um, and it's going to be three things. Okay? Three things. Oh, sorry. I can count, inshallah, and uh, I know how to count. And the third one, inshallah ta'ala, is a conclusion, khatima. And in the conclusion, the author speaks about three things. Resurrection, the day of judgment, and al-kufru bit-tagut. Disbelieving in al-tagut, and we'll talk about that, inshallah ta'ala. Those are the three things that this book if we break it down, it covers, inshallah ta'ala. Does everyone understand? Is that well understood? So inshallah ta'ala, today we'll be doing the, um, hopefully the introduction will be covered. And inshallah ta'ala, maybe go into the, the body, uh, the, what the book is all about, inshallah ta'ala.
So the author, rahimahullah, he said, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, I'lam Rahimakallahu Annahu Yajibu Alayna Ta'allumu Arba'i Masail. الأولى العلم وهو معرفة الله ومعرفة نبيه ومعرفة دين الإسلام بالأدلة الثانية العمل به الثالثة الدعوة إليه الرابعة الصبر على الأذى فيه والدليل قوله تعالى بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والعصر إن الإنسان لفي خسر إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر قال الشافعي رحمه الله تعالى هذه السورة لو ما أنزل الله حجة على خلقه إلا هي لكفتهم وقال البخاري رحمه الله تعالى باب العلم قبل القول والعمل والدليل قوله تعالى فاعلم أنه لا إله إلا الله واستغفر لذنبك فبدأ بالعلم قبل القول والعمل The author started the book with بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم So everybody write this down The author started his book with Basmala What did he start his book with? The Basmala Basmala The scholars the they use that word basmala. What does basmala mean? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. That's a short way of saying the basmala. The scholars they say, "La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah." What do they call it? Hawqala. They call it. The hamd they say hamdala. The bismillah they say basmala. Are we all together? So. This author, he started his book with Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. This issue of the Basmala, right now, I'm writing, I'm doing a research on the Basmala only. So far, I am on, last night I added some things in there, 312 pages I've written only on the Basmala. And inshallah ta'ala, it can reach a thousand pages without repetition just the bismillah rahman rahim the benefits that are in it the basmala it's something that was used in the early religions so it's not something unique to us we know the story of nabi Nuh when he said to his people after mounting on the ark he said to them does anyone know the ayah? Also, they call her the woman who used to control Saba. When she read the letter from Nabiullah Sulaiman, what did it say? قالت يا أيها الملأ إني ألقي إلي كتاب كريم إنه من سليمان وإنه بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم. It came from Sulaiman, and it has on there what? 
بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم القيس is saying I have received a letter from Sulaiman she doesn't know who he is and on the letter at the top it says بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم so what we take from this is the basmala where is it it's in the previous religions Nuh used it and also used it Sulaiman used it scholars they differed there's a difference of opinion whether the basmala is an ayah in the Quran the scholars they have difference of opinion difference amongst themselves is the basmala a verse in the Quran there's a khilaf but they are unanimously in agreement that the basmala in Surah An-Naml the one that Bilqisa read that's in the middle of Surah An-Naml they all unanimously agree that that is a what? that's an ayah in Kitabillah that it's a, a verse in the Quran Lakin, but the basmala before every surah is it an ayah or is it not? there's a difference of opinion the overwhelming majority of scholars they hold the opinion that it is but there are some scholars who say that it is not are we all together brothers? even that though they differ whether it's a verse at the beginning of every surah they will not allow you to take it out of the Quran are we all together? you're not allowed to remove it and say okay it's not a verse get rid of it because when the sahabas compiled the mushaf they all agreed that it should be there so what is the purpose of the basmala then if it's not an ayah or the beginning of every surah if it's not an, if it is not an ayah what is its role what is its purpose its purpose is as abdullah ibn abbasin said كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم the prophet لا يعرف فصل السورة the prophet never knew how to distinguish the surahs from one another حتى تنزل until it was sent down on him the basmala so the basmala what it does is it distinguishes one surah from the other you know when one surah finishes the other surah started all because of what? All because of the basmala. And Imam Abu Dawood narrated that, and Sheikh Nasr authenticated it. Are we all together? So the author here, he chose to start his book with what? Basmala. The author, Rahimahullah, started the book by Bismillah ar-Rahman rahim Why? Two reasons. Write this down. Two reasons are why the author started his book with the basmala. Two reasons. Number one, iqtida'an bi kitabillahi azza wa jalla. He's following the Quran. What's the first surah in the Quran? Huh? Fatiha. That's why it's called Suratul Fatiha, the opening. What is the first thing that Suratul Fatiha starts with? The basmala. 
Are we all together, brothers? So the author is following the Quran. And every surah in the Quran except surah to Tawbah, what does it start with? The Basmalah. So the author here, he's following the Quran. Number two, he is following the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Iqtida'an bi Rasulillahi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ama ittiba'an li sunnatihi, li sunnati fi mastaftataha bihi al-Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He's following the Prophet. Here, the scholars, they said, okay, he's following the Prophet. Is he following the Prophet? Because remember when we say follow the Prophet, what is it that you follow the Prophet in? One, speech. Two, action. Three, consent. Oh. We follow the Prophet in those three, correct? True or false? Aqwaluhu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam That which the Prophet said We follow him in that, right? We also follow the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in what? His af'al And we also follow the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam His taqrir Taqrir means what? What he consented to What he allowed to be done So the question here is When we start with the basmala We know how we're following the Quran but when it comes to following the Prophet what is it that the author is following the Prophet in? is it a speech that the Prophet said that he's following him in? or is it the Prophet's action? or is it the Prophet somebody started with Basmala in their message and he consented to it? the scholars they say it's this one it's the Prophet's action that he's following. Specifically, iqtida'an bin Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It's following the Prophet in his action of writing the basmala in what? To the leaders. And again, when we say the Prophet wrote, the Prophet couldn't read or write, but it was done on his command. So then this comes under the Prophet's his own actions. Are we all together, brothers? Uh, for example, this masjid right now, we will say that the uh, Emirati government built it, okay? For instance. But they didn't come and they didn't put the bricks in. Did they put the bricks in? No, engineers built the masjid. But you attribute it to the person who told to do something, the action as well, correct? So the Prophet commanded the companions to write Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim when they would send message on his behalf. Does that make sense? The reason I'm mentioning this is because there is a hadith where, the, where it said that the Prophet said Every affairs, any issue which you start and you don't say Bismillah it is disconnected there's no barakah in it. Any issue that you are doing and you do not start with Bismillahi, it is what? There's no barakah. Allah will take away from it the barakah. So then if that's a hadith and it's, that's the Prophet's speech, correct? Is the author following that speech? No, because that hadith is what? It's weak. That hadith is what? 
it's weak. Am I making sense here? Let me repeat myself again. The reason why the author started Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim is for two reasons. Number one, he's following the Quran. If we open the Mus'haf, every surah other than Surah Tawbah, it starts with what? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Number two, the Prophet وسلم, he's following Nabiullahi Muhammad. Who's he following? Nabiullahi Muhammad. Is he following the Prophet in his speech? No, because the hadith that came regarding to start with Basmala of the through the Prophet's speech are all weak. They are not authentic. The only one is the Prophet's action, alayhi salatu So that's why he started with the Basmala. Why did he not start with the Hamdala? Well, the author never said, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, Wassalatu. He never said that. He just said, Bismillah, and he started. The reason is because when you write a letter, the manners is to start with the Basmala. And when you're doing a khutbah, you're talking. You start with the Hamdala, not with the Basmala. Shall I repeat that again? You start with the Basmala in what? So if you want to send an email to someone, non-Muslim, Muslim, it doesn't matter. Always write the word. Because the Prophet ﷺ, when he was sending the letter to the rulers, he read what did he say? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim min Muhammad Rasulillah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ilahi riqla azim ar-Rum aslim taslam Hiriqla was not a Muslim so the Prophet wrote Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim at the top are we all together? so when you're sending an email say the basmala whether you're sending it to a Muslim or whether you're sending it to a non-Muslim number two The hamdala, saying Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, you start with it when you're doing what? A lecture, a reminder. When you're doing a reminder, you don't say Bismillah, Rahim, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Wassalatu, you don't say that. Are we all together? You only use the basmala when you're writing. And when you're speaking, you only mention the what? You mentioned the hamdala. Am I making sense? So that's why the author, rahimahullah, did that. After the author, we're in the first introduction. How many introductions did we say there were? Three. The first introduction, the author mentioned four things. In the first introduction, the author, how many things did he mention? Four things. The first thing that he mentioned was, He said, I'lam know. May Allah have mercy upon you. Okay? Before we go into the four, let's just read this sentence. The author said, I'lam know. I'lam know. May Allah have mercy upon you. The author started the book by saying, No. And this shows the station and the value of knowledge and how important it is and then the author said may Allah have mercy on you and this is something that the author taught 
took from the Prophet ﷺ. How? Because the Prophet was gentle to the people, generally speaking. He was gentle ﷺ. Allah said about him, فَبِمَا رَحْمَةٍ مِنَ اللَّهِ لِنْتَ لَهُمْ وَلَوْ كُنْتَ فَضًّا غَلِيظَ الْقَلْبِ لَمْ فَضُّوا مِنْ حَوْلِكَ فَعْفُ عَنْهُمْ وَاسْتَغْفِرْ لَهُمْ وَشَاوِرْهُمْ فِي الْأَمْرِ فَإِذَا عَزَمْتَ فَتَوَكَّلْ عَلَى اللَّهِ Muhammad, you are soft and you are kind and you are gentle. If you were not gentle, the Sahabas, they would run away from you. It's because of your gentleness they're with you. So one of the ways that the scholars is that they make dua for the person. May Allah have mercy upon you. May Allah bestow his mercy. This is to make the person's heart come closer. Then the author said that it's obligatory. The oblig- obligatory is two types. The obligation is how many types? The obligation is two types, right? The author said, it's obligatory on us to know four things. The obligation is two types. Individual obligation. Meaning everyone has to know this. Everyone has to come with this individually. Buhur, Asr, Maghrib, Isha, Fajr is a what? It's an individual obligation. I can't say to my son, Dad, go pray for me, inshallah, I'm tired today. You go and pray. If parents were, were able to do that, subhanAllah, kids would be in trouble. Parents would just give us their prayer all the time. Pray for me, I can't, be, I can't pray. Are we all together? No, because it's an individual obligation. Are we all together? And the second one is um, communal obligation. If this is how you spell it. Is that how you spell it? I think so. Communal obligation meaning not a particular person has to do it. As long as there's someone who can do it, it the obligation is lifted from everyone else. And an example for that is Salatul Janazah. Salatul Janazah, not everybody has to pray. There has to be a group of people who pray. Okay? Question now. The author said, no. May Allah have mercy upon you that it's obligatory for every one of us to know four things. It's obligatory. What obligation is he talking about? Is he talking about individual obligation? I.e. this whole entire book, it's something we all have to know? Or is it a communal obligation that if some people know, others don't, others don't have to know? Which one is it? It's an individual obligation. What he's going to state in this book, it's every single one has to know it for himself. Be careful. I will together, brothers. This knowledge in this book, it's not like Arabic grammar. Arabic grammar is not an individual obligation. That's what? Communal obligation. Like in this subject, it's a what? Individual obligation. Okay, so what do you want us to know, Sheikh? How many things does he want us to know? Four things. The first one is Al 
Huh? It's coming outside. It's not working. The first one is to have knowledge. Okay? The first thing that is obligatory on us is to have knowledge. Have knowledge of what? Have knowledge of three things. Have knowledge of what? Three things. Allah Azza wa Jalla. Number two, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And number three, the religion of Al Islam. With evidence. So the first of the four is we have knowledge. So we know Allah Azza wa Jalla. We know the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We know the religion of Al-Islam. All of that with what? With evidence. Don't worry. That's going to come in the body. What does it mean knowing Allah? What does it mean knowing the Prophet? What does it mean knowing the religion of Al-Islam? It's coming, inshallah. The second thing is what? What's the second thing? To implement that knowledge. The second thing which is obligatory on us is that we implement. We act according to that knowledge that we've just gained. ظهور سورة خطاب الشرع على العبد. The implementation, it's in two things in the Sharia. Brothers, pay attention to this. Are we all together? When we say implement, the implementation is two two ways. Okay. If I don't spell English correctly, this is not an English class, okay? It's a Talatat al-Usul class, okay? The implementation is how many? Two. Masail al-Amaliyah. And the second one, al-Masail al-Ilmiyah. I'll break it down for you, don't worry. Issues related to halal and haram. Fiqh issues, you implement it. Amaliyah is externally, it's external. It's seen on your limbs. You're staying away from the khamar. You're letting your beard grow. Sister's wearing her hijab. This is the physical actions. It's, you're implementing it on 
And the second way is in your heart. These issues you're implementing in your heart by believing in it. And these are aqidah related issues. These are aqidah, aqidah related issues. So in simple terms, fiqh issues, aqidah issues. Does that make sense? You implement them both. You do the halal and the haram, and you also do the what? The things that you need to believe in. So somebody can't say, oh, oh, oh I, I don't eat pork. I just don't eat it. So he's come with this, but he says, I don't believe it's haram. I don't eat it, I don't like it, but I don't believe it's haram. No. You have to implement it both in your heart and in your limbs. So you have to stay away from it, and you also have to believe it's haram. And we're all together, brothers. This is what implementation means, okay? Are we all together, brothers? Someone can't say, um, I stay away from zina because of HIV. I'm scared I might get HIV. That I don't believe is haram. It's your choice. If you want to do it, do it. If you want, don't do it. It's up to you. I'm not going to do it. But I don't believe it's haram. No, you have to implement it both. Does that make sense? That's what amal means. It's talazum wal batin. The relationship between the out and the in. Are we all together, brothers? Many, many parents, they say, my children, they're not following the religion. You know why? You're only wanting them to do it from outside and you haven't built them from inside. There's a relationship. Does that make sense? This is where Tawheed and Aqidah comes into. The inside, you're building it. And then it's going to show on the limbs. Does that, do, you, do you see the point, brothers? Your children, you have to explain things to them. You have to build them from inside, and that will show from outside. If inside becomes weak, outside will become weak. Does that make sense? The third is, Calling, calling to it. What are you doing? You are, you are calling to it. Brothers, da'wah has become a term used by many people. Yeah, I love giving da'wah. I enjoy giving da'wah. Da'wah, da'wah. Da'wah, da'wah. And some people, they call themselves da'wah. They've got names, or in their names, they've got da'wah. Are we all together? Da'wah has two things. A means, wasila, means. And an objective. Okay. It has a what? Means. A way. And an objective. What you're trying to gain. And you're trying to get. Question here. Is the means in da'wah 
something that we have to take from the Quran or the Sunnah? Or is it something we can, we can say, mm, let's try this. Let's see if it works. And if it does work, or do we say no? Did the Prophet and the early generation, did they use this means? No, they didn't. Then we're not allowed to use it. This is all together, brothers. If we look at the Quran, the means is set. And we have no right to add or subtract. What's the evidence for that? The Prophet said in the ayah, Qul hadihi sabili adu'u ilallah This is my path. Okay, so there's a means. The Prophet said, my path. So there's a path. Owned by who? The Prophet. My road. So da'wah, the way we do it has to be from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Are we all together brothers? Am I making sense here? So the means has to be set. Some people, they believe the way to do da'wah is to protest. Go out, billboard, and scream. They think that's a da'wah. We say this is not the means set by who? Allah and His Messenger. Did you, you, are you with me, brothers? The means is set by Allah and His Messenger. Are we all together, brothers? Some people, they believe the means are anashid Islamiyah, right? Islamic anashid. Listen to anashid, enjoy it. That's a good means, good messages. In the nasheed, you throw in, you know, pray the salah inside there. And so, it's a good, good means. No, we say no. Did Allah and His Messenger mention that? No, leave that. Are we all together, brothers? Means have to be set. The second one is the objectives. What is the objective of da'wah? What is your goal? Are you calling to yourself? Are you calling to your organization? Is that what it means to you? The whole purpose of your da'wah? That your organization is known? Its names are all over the place? Everyone recognizes your organization's logo? Or is it Allah Azza wa Jalla? And this is where the ayah says, قُلْ هَذِهِ سَبِيلِي أَدْعُوهُ I call to who? Who did the, who did the Prophet say I call to? أَدْعُوهُ أَدْعُوهُ إِلَى اللَّهِ I call to Allah. The objective is Allah. Are we all together brothers? The goal is Allah. You might be known or not. doesn't matter. You're insignificant. What's the important thing is what? It is Allah. The majority, the overwhelming majority of people who come against each other in da'wah is when they turn away from the objective. Remember that. 
when the objective becomes weak, everybody starts to see himself as the objective. Are we all together? Because if Allah and His deen is the objective, whether I do it or whether someone else does it, it doesn't bother me. My objective is Allah's deen and it's happening either through me or through someone, someone else. The fourth and the last point is As-sabru ala al-adha fihi Patience 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 in what? In the three or four mentioned That three that were just mentioned They all need patience When seeking knowledge It needs patience when implementing that knowledge, it needs patience. When giving da'wah, it needs patience. Those three. All three of them, they need patience. Ta'alluman wa amalan wa da'watan. What's the evidence for those four? The author, mashallah, he told us four things. What's his delil? The delil is in where? Surah Al-Asr All four Surah Al-Asr Side benefit The author here He took it from Ibn Al-Qayyim This was Ibn Al-Qayyim's words These four He just said It wasn't his The one who extracted it out like that Was who? Ibn Al-Qayyim Al-Jawziyya Rahimahullah Ibn Al-Qayyim is the one who said it they just took it. And we all together, brothers. What's the evidence? The evidence is in Surah Al-Asr. The question is, how? How is it in Surah Al-Asr? At the beginning, Allah says, Wal-Asr. Wal-Asr. The scholars, they have two opinions. What's Wal-Asr? Some scholars, they said it's time, general time. And another group of scholars, they said, no, it's specific to the Asr time. It's not any time. It's specific to Asr time. Are we all together, brothers? Yes? No? Are we all together? And Shaykh Salih ibn Abdullah ibn Muhammad al-Husayni He takes the opinion and I like his choice Is that he's referring to what? The Asr time The reason why Because the Quran It will use a term that we use in our Sharia Are you with me brothers? The word Asr in the Sharia, what does it mean? It means Asr time Are we all together brothers? So he said because of that, it is not correct to give it the linguistic meaning, the Arabic meaning, when there's a shara'i meaning. And the shara'i meaning is what? Waqtul Asr. Either way, there's not much argument. Allah swears by time. Mankind is what? And it is in a state of 
lost. We are lost. Al-insan, all of mankind. We're lost. People who have four characteristics, they are not in Al-Khusr. And they are the four that we just mentioned. Brothers, if you don't have these four, you are lost whether you're an engineer, a doctor, whether you have business, whether half of Dubai is yours. If you don't have these four, you are lost. That's knowledge. Amen here means what? Dalilun. Dalilul ilm is the evidence for knowledge. Righteous actions. Second one. Adawa. Patience. Then he to show you how powerful these four are, and they're all found in what surah? Surah Al-Asr. He brought you the statement of who? Al-Imam Shafi'i. Al-Imam Shafi'i said, if Allah did not send down any surah in the Quran except surah to surah al-asr it would be enough really ha sahih it would be enough because all of these four are what our religion stands on the whole religion comes back to these four the whole deen of islam comes back to these four and imam shafi'i is saying surah al-asr is enough are we all together brothers it's enough. Then the author, Rahimahullah, he brought the statement of who? Al Imam. Who knows when Al Imam Shafi'i was born? 150. When did he die? 204. Imam Shafi'i was only how many years? 54 years of age. Ponder. Contemplate. 54 years of age. How old he was? He is considered to be what? He's considered to be from one of the four Imams that are followed. Is he not young? 54, is he not young? Yeah? If you're 15 and you're 20, of course you're going to say that's old. But if you're my age plus, that's very young. Very young, 54, and to be who Imam Shafi'i, Imam. Rahimahullah. The second person that the author brought is who? Al Imam al Bukhari. The author, by the way, when he bought Bukhari, what did he use? He used the chaptering of Bukhari. Bukhari has a Sahih book, right? Sahih al Bukhari. You all heard of it. Put your hand up if you've never heard of Sahih al-Bukhari. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. You've all heard of Sahih al-Bukhari, right? Are you sure? You sure you've heard of Sahih al-Bukhari? You can always call a friend. Okay. You've all heard of Sahih al-Bukhari. Well, the author, 
is Bukhari. Huh? He has in his Sahih chapter. Those chapters are the opinions of Imam Bukhari. Are we all together, brothers? So, for instance, you're talking to someone and you say, This is the opinion of Imam Bukhari. And he goes, How? And you go, Wait. Babu, chapter. And you bring it from Sahil Bukhari. You say, Look, this is the opinion. That's correct. Because the scholars, they say, Fiqhul Bukhari fi tarajimi. The fiqh of Imam al Bukhari is in his chapter. I'll tell you something. There's an Indian scholar who died, rahimahullah, a while back. His name is called Shaykh al Allama Abdul Haq al Hashim. His son is alive right now. His son, he lives in Jeddah. His name is called Shaykh Abdul Wakil ibn Abdul Haq al Hashim. He is the teacher. Of Sheikh Saleh al Usaymi. Lives in Jeddah. Are we all together, brothers? He has a 10 volume book on just the chapterings of Al Imam al Bukhari, the father, Abdul Haq al Hashim. It's called Lubbul Abwafi Tarajum al Bukhari fil Abwaf, something like that. I don't want to, don't quote me. 10, how many volumes? Ten volumes on the understanding and the comprehension of who? The chapterings of Al-Imam Al-Bukhari. His name is called Shaykh Al-Allama Abdul Haq Al-Hashimiyu Rahimahullah. He's from India. Are we all together brothers? So it's not, it's not a light issue when you look at the chapterings of Bukhari. وقال البخاري رحمه الله باب العلم قبل القول والعمل والدليل قوله تعالى فعلم أنه لا إله إلا الله واستغفر لذنبك فبدأ بالعلم قبل القول والعمل Bukhari said knowledge comes before what? Speech and action Don't talk Don't act if you don't have knowledge Hey be careful If you don't have knowledge what are you preaching? And then Bukhari, he brought the ayah, فَعْلَمْ Have knowledge, وَاسْتَغْفِرْ لِذَنْبِكَ And then ask for forgiveness. Asking for forgiveness came after what? After knowledge. Have knowledge and then ask for forgiveness. Because, what do you ask forgiveness for? How do you ask for forgiveness? It comes after you gain Knowledge. Are we all together, brothers? We finished the first introduction. Now we're going to go into the second introduction. We did the we did the first introduction. Now we're going to go into the second introduction. The author says, "Rahimahullah, Ilam rahima kallahu annahu yajibu ala kulli muslimin wa muslimatin taalumu thalati hadhi al-masail." والعمل بهن والعمل بهن الأولى أن الله خلقنا ورزقنا ولم يتركنا هملا بل أرسل إلينا رسولا فمن أطاعه دخل الجنة ومن أصاه دخل النار 
والدليل قوله تعالى إنا أرسلنا إليكم رسولا شاهدا عليكم كما أرسلنا إلى فرعون إنا أرسلنا إليكم رسولا شاهدا عليكم كما أرسلنا إلى فرعون رسولا فعصى فرعون الرسول فأخذناه أخذا وبيلا الثانية أن الله لا يرضى أن يشرك معه أحد أن الله لا يرضى أن يشرك معه أحد في عبادته لا نبي مرسل ولا ملك مقرب ولا غيرهما والدليل قوله تعالى وأمن المساجد لله فلا تدعوا مع الله أحدا الثالثة أن من أطاع الرسول ووحد الله لا يجوز لهم ولا من حاد الله ورسوله ولو كان أقرب قريب والدليل قوله تعالى لا تجد قوما يؤمنون بالله واليوم الآخر يوادون من حاد الله ورسوله ولو كانوا آباءهم أو أبناءهم أو إخوانهم أو عشيرتهم أولئك كتب في قلوبهم الإيمان وأيدهم بروح منه ويدخلهم جنات تجري من تحتها الأنهار خالدين فيها رضي الله عنهم ورضوا عنه أولئك حزب الله ألا إن حزب الله هم المفلحون goes into the second introduction. And here he talks about three things. How many things? In the second introduction, he talks about three things. The first one is that it's obligatory to obey Thank <laughs> you. 
the Messenger of Allah
even though they were not people of the scripture, writing about the scriptures. They used to write this, writing about idol worshippers. But who did they call themselves? They call themselves people who are from the Bible. They were looking after the Kaaba. The second reason someone mentioned it, you know, Ibrahim, Allah gave him a promise. وَجَعَلَا كَلِمَةً بَاقِيَةً فِي عَقِيمٍ Allah made Ibrahim remember after death. وَجَعَلَا كَلِمَةً بَاقِيَةً Allah made Ibrahim كَلِمَةً A word بَاقِيَةً
with what is bad. And that is 